0: and In business, I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O show. Today is another Kelly O solo, kind of doing a whole slew of Kelly O solo shows in a row, and there's a couple reasons for that. I just want to let you guys know. Some of the changes that I'm making with the show and what's coming up, um, we're kind of in a bit of a transition phase, a good transition phase. But um, number one, I definitely will be, by popular request, doing my Kelly O'Solo shows on a regular basis. I certainly have had a challenge where I try to answer questions on Instagram and Instagram stories, and you guys know how that goes. Um, It's great if you happen to be tuned in that day, if you don't, then I'm answering questions over and over again or sharing what I'm doing or my results time and time again. And right now I feel like I'm, I'm going to sneeze and I'm holding it in. you have no idea. Um, <laughs> people on my YouTube channel would appreciate that. That's a whole other story. I'll tell you another time. But there is a entire group of people who apparently I'm not making this up, you guys there is a group of people who are very turned on by people that sneeze. And at, when I watched my YouTube channel. Apparently I accidentally sneezed in a couple of videos and these people found me and they passed word around. And so I get asked by people to sneeze in my videos. There's also people for what it's worth that really enjoy not only sweaty women, but close-ups of people's armpits. I've had that request come through on my YouTube channel. Um, There are a lot of people who have toe fetishes. I learned that when I happened to share (laughs) some new sandals I got. And then I had all of these people who would leave comments. And when I went to their channel to like return the favor and subscribe to them and I saw some of the content, I'm like, wow, there's like an underworld of toe people out there. So toes, armpits, and sneezes interesting stuff. I digress. So um, yes, um, we'll be doing a lot more Kelly o shows where I answer a lot of the questions that all of you who follow me tend to ask about my training, my progress, um, hormones, things that I've learned along my way to getting better hormonal balance, um, to improving my cortisol, to losing weight after 40 and after 50, all that good stuff. Um, I'm definitely going to go over those things here. It seems to be the ideal form versus trying to explain it time and time again on Instagram. So yes, we'll be doing a lot more Kelly O's solo shows interspersed with my interviews. So uh, one of the things that I did share with you is this was like all around the same time. Um, Everything that was going on in the country with George Floyd and obviously the the covid situation that has continued um that still affects all of us today, Um, all that was going on. And then I was accepting a new role at uh, a new company during the day. So there was just a period of about four to five weeks where when I first started, it was just a massive transition. Um, And certainly when everything was going on with George Floyd, there were a lot in the podcast space, a lot of us um, who were considering kind of laying low like you know, should we be posting as normal? Should we not be posting as normal? Um, so I, I do apologize. There's been some lack of consistency the past four or five weeks, but I am on my way back. I've been scheduling some fantastic guests. Um, we've got folks that are going to be coming on the show, experts in sleep. We're going to be talking a lot about sleep, insomnia, getting better sleep. Um, In fact, I actually just had a conversation this morning and Steve was saying, you know, pretty much every morning I ask him, how did you sleep? Because he's always had the issue of uh, having a challenge falling, not falling asleep, but staying asleep. Um, And I was going through a phase where I was falling asleep just fine, but getting up three or four times in the night, able to fall back asleep, but still when you don't, have a long stream of uninterrupted sleep, it will affect you and it affects your health, it affects your fitness goals, or excuse me, your fitness um, activity. So we're going to be talking about sleep, how to get more of it, how to get better sleep, how to get quality sleep. Um, I've got obviously no shortage of um, experts coming on the show um, who are going to be talking about hormones from cortisol to adrenals to thyroid. Uh, We're going to have a lot of experts in the area of Ayurveda. And that approach to health, um, it really makes sense and is very much tied to gut health. We're going to be talking a lot more about gut health. I'm learning a lot more about how much of an impact it makes on your fitness. So you want to lose weight. You want to get fit. I've always heard Alex, my trainer, say this in the past, well before I hired her. She's like, a healthy body is one that will lose weight. You know, your body's not going to lose weight and respond when it's not healthy. When it's not in a healthy state. So you have to get healthy and fun- like your body functioning from a normal perspective before you can expect it to respond to training and diet the way a normal person's body would. And I'm really starting to understand that now as I'm focusing on a lot more fiber in my diet, a lot more really, really focusing on how much of my diet is real whole foods. I think some of us think that we're focused on that, but we might really not realize how many protein shakes, protein bars, um, you know, this kind of packaged food or that, and don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be that person that never has packaged food, but you know, sometimes I can slip into with my work life, a situation where I just grab what's easy and it's in the pantry. And sometimes that can be too many protein bars a day. So I love my first-form protein bars. I'm obsessed. In fact, Steve just said this morning, he's like, that peanut butter one? Oh, my God. Like, they taste amazing. And that's a problem. That can be a problem because they taste so good that I view them like dessert, and I want more. I digress. So those are some of the topics we'll be talking about um sleep, hormones, a lot of beauty, skincare. We're going to do a whole series on skincare, um beauty, cosmetic treatments, elective cosmetic treatments. I'm a fan. Um anything anti-aging and longevity related, biohacking. Um not too extreme on the biohacking side, um but certainly learning things like, you know, paying attention to circadian rhythms, getting outside more, um stopping exposing yourself to all of the fake lights at night so that your body can get into a natural groove. All those things we'll be covering. So I've got a lot of uh, great experts that I'm going to be interviewing coming up. But for today, let me get back to the topic at hand um, in this Kelly O solo show. And really, this is a piggyback on the show I did recently on why it's important to weigh and measure yourself, and the importance of data and tracking um, when you're trying to reach a goal, and this has become something in probably the past six to nine months that is becoming more and more clear to me how advantageous it is for each one of us, how valuable it is to to have the data points on ourselves. And it's funny because just as I said that statement, I'm like, wow, this has such a great corollary with my work life. And so whether it was when I was running my last company, Fitfluential, or in my current work where I work with um, a lot of brands uh, who are buying advertising and sponsoring folks in the podcast space, um, And when we work with those clients and we get them to buy advertising uh, with certain podcasters and influencers, we provide a report. We have analytics. We're tracking attribution. So in other words, if there's ads that are being placed on 10 podcasts, we are tracking what happens when people hear those ads, what actions they take, and the ROI. And for those of you not in the business space, that's just return on investment. And that data is what informs that brand being able to make better marketing and advertising decisions. So they take what they did in the first round, they look at the data and they say, hmm, this is interesting. The people that tend to respond to um, our offer tend to be between the ages of 25 and 35 and they love tennis and working out outside. Interesting. Interesting let's make sure that when we go forward, we stop trying to work with crossfitters because it looks like the crossfitters aren't responding, you know, to our stuff. Maybe, Maybe we were wrong. Maybe our uh, outfits just aren't right for crossfitters and we should be hitting the tennis market. Let's double down on the tennis market. So that's a business example of why data can be so important. And that's how you want to look at your weight loss game because here's the deal. at the end of the day, Ladies, if if you want to lose weight and do it effectively, you really do need to understand that, you know, your body is a magnificent creature capable of wonderful things, but it's a very complex organism as well. And you need to test and tweak things all of you bloggers and entrepreneurs out there and solopreneurs out there, you know what the concept of A-B testing is, right? Again, so I'm going to share some business examples here. Um, When you're in business and you're doing any kind of marketing or advertising, you do what's called A-B testing. Now, I'm not an expert in this area, but um, you test you know, this form of Facebook advertising and you test two different markets or two different ads and you see which one performs better. It's the same thing with your body. And the more I'm telling you, the more that you can get into this groove of tracking yourself, tracking your macros, tracking what you eat, tracking your workouts, you know, tracking your weight and your measurements, you'll start to, it really, really, really removes the emotion from it. And why is that important? That's important because it's the emotion that can derail us. Okay. And and I'm gonna explain that in more detail in a second. Because I know so many of you ladies will relate. I mean, how many of you, let me just go into the emotion right now. I'm just gonna go for it. How many of you ladies haven't weighed yourself in a while? And let's use a couple of examples. You you've been going about your life, you're working out four or five times a week you're running every day um and maybe you do weightlifting a couple times whatever and you've been kind of eating healthy and you know you go out on the weekends and you enjoy yourself but you you still have never really felt like you're making progress but you feel like you're doing a good job because you watch what you eat and you only drink once or twice a week and blah 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 blah. Then you get ready to go on a vacation and you're trying on your clothes for a vacation. Maybe you live up in the Midwest so it's normally cold. You're not normally going out and wearing um you know, your bikini or maybe your sundresses, you're getting ready. Like let's think of this in pre-pandemic phase when you would normally just pack for a trip. Okay. (laughs) Say you're going to the Caribbean and then you go and you put on your shorts or your sundress or that really hot black, you know, little black dress. And it's so tight on you. You can't even zipper it up, or you can't even pull those favorite jeans of yours um, up over your hips. And you're like, w t to the h what happened what happens when something like that occurs the emotions can I mean this actually like hits me in a visceral way because I can literally think of times when I was living in Austin um when I would go get dressed and I was working with that dietician getting horrible results and um You know, I would go get dressed and things were not just tight, but like really tight, like hadn't fit me that tight in a long time. And it wasn't just that I put the. So when would this ever happen to you, ladies? You put on pants and they're that really tight and they've never fit you that tight before ever. Would you just go, oh, that's interesting and take them off and find something else? No, what you do is you start crying and freaking out and beating yourself up. And then you go into this negative self-talk spiel. And for me, then I'd probably take those clothes off because I was so mortified. I would probably, you know, cry for a long period of time. I might go in and torture myself a little more and try on some more clothes to prove that nothing fits. And then I would probably, in years past, I'd probably go to the drive-thru and or order a pizza like i'd be like well screw it nothing's working so i'm going to binge and i would i would binge i would go get donuts i would go get a cheeseburger i would eat something because in my subconscious mind i'm thinking well i'm dieting i'm working out and doing all this work and nothing's working so why deny myself anymore and and then you go do that you do the binge you're emotional you're sad you're upset then you binge and then you feel even worse because then you're like I've just made it worse. I'm going to gain another pound by tomorrow. Then the guilt and the shame comes in and it's this cycle, right? So that's emotion, emotional reaction number one. Those are the things that can derail you when you are completely, you're exposing yourself to data, if you will. Hey, these pants don't fit. They're super tight, but you're not exposing yourself to that data on a regular basis. So it's like you're throwing it. It's like somebody throwing a brick through your window out of the blue. It's unsettling, right? It's just out of the blue. You're like, where did this come from? Same thing with imagine weighing yourself or measuring yourself. If you just randomly say you've been working out for like 90 days and you're like, I want to see how close I am to my goal. Cause I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to see how far I am. And you've been tracking, maybe even tracking your stuff in my fitness pal, blah, blah, blah. And you step on the scale. And your weight is exactly where it was 90 days ago, or maybe it's four pounds higher, or maybe you've lost one pound and you freak out. I mean, (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I did that, but frankly, I had developed such a fear of the scale because I wasn't weighing myself regularly. And I was, it was... I've used this example before when I'm talking about this, but it's kind of like, and and because this, I can relate to this personally in my earlier life, you know, when your finances are out of control, a lot of women will will not even look at their bank account. They won't balance their checkbook. They just don't even want to look at it. They don't want to deal with it. And so the situation can get, just get worse and worse and worse, you know, instead of facing it and saying, okay, here's the problem. This is not pleasant but I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, and, and the times in my adult life where I've done that and I've dug into my bank account, whatever, I started to realize all these different things. Like, wow. I remember one time, this was like five or six years ago. Um, I discovered about $1,200 of things that were being automatically debited from my account that I'd forgotten about because I wasn't tracking all everything in life that, 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 can be good. I probably shouldn't say this, but you know, you can really tie it back to tracking that I shouldn't say everything in life. That's good. You can't track love. Right. But anyway, you, when when you realize those examples I just gave you and the emotion that can happen when you avoid tracking, right? And then you randomly step on the scale, randomly put on your, your pants, randomly um, take off your clothes, put on a bikini and look at yourself in the mirror. And you have nothing to compare what you're seeing that day in the mirror. So say you, let's, let's say you, you do that Saturday, June 1st, and you've been quote unquote dieting and working out since uh, April 1st. And you look at yourself in the mirror, you could look at yourself in the mirror and think nothing has changed, but you wouldn't know because you didn't take pictures April 1st. You didn't take pictures the the second week of April, the third week of April, the fourth. If you did, you probably would surprise yourself. You might still be looking in the mirror June 1st and seeing like, wow, I'm still jiggly around my thighs or my stomach. I still have that belly pooch, but you'd be able to see a trend. And that's the key taking the emotion out of it so that number one, so you don't quit because emotions will make you quit. And it's, we all know consistency is where you win consistency in anything in business, in marketing, in your weight loss, in your relationship, anything you do requires consistency to make it really soar and perform. You've got to stay the path when it comes to weight loss. You've got to stay the path when it comes to getting fit, building muscle. You can't keep starting and stopping and starting and stopping and trying something new and doing that every three weeks. And believe me, you guys are hearing this from somebody that that's been the story of my life. So you, you understand that you need consistency. You need to be in it for the long haul. And in order to be able to do that effectively, you've got to take emotion out of it. How do you take emotion out of it? start treating yourself with a lot more, Hey, I'm a scientist and I'm taking care of this amazing creature that is my body. And it's filled with information. My body's giving me information all the time. And if I analyze that information and tweak it and respond to it, I can perfect this vehicle, right? I can take this body of mine and do some AB testing and, and, and change things every month and track what's happening and see what's trending. You know, what works, what doesn't work, get rid of what doesn't work and, you know, double down on what does work. And trust me when I tell you, I weighed myself this morning, you guys, I, so yesterday when I weighed myself, I was down 0.4 pounds from the day before today, I was down a pound from yesterday. Now, some of you might say, what's her point? She should be so excited about that. Here's what's interesting. I came into the kitchen. I told Steve, I said, I'm down a pound today. And he's like, that's great. And I said, but here's what's funny. I am, I'm totally neutral about the fact that I'm down a pound because now, now that I weigh myself every day, instead of me going, I'm down a pound and thinking I can't go up. I can't, you know, I just know, okay, I'm down four point, And I felt it. I felt that the things that I'm doing in this second month with Alex I'm really committed I'm really all in I'm doing the fiber I'm doing my supplements every day I'm weighing myself I'm really focusing on hitting my protein intake and and keeping my carbs where they're supposed to be and I feel I feel it I feel that there's a change in my body but that said when I when I weighed myself today and I was down a pound and I was so in the past two days I've gone down 1.4, I won't be like tomorrow if I weigh myself and the scale is up 0.5 or I'm exactly the same for the next three days, that's not going to freak me out because really the first thought that crept, crept into my head this morning was, okay, I had a period of about a week where things were creeping up, like not necessarily like two pounds here, three pounds up the next day, I'm talking about like there was a period where I was not doing well. Towards, again, my first four weeks, I I really was just not all mentally in. I was not all mentally paying attention. This is not Alex's fault. This is my fault, and and I knew it. I knew I couldn't expect results. And then and then it was like the first three weeks. Generally speaking, the trends were showing that I was even though I'm reverse dieting, so I'm eating more. There's virtually no cardio. All I'm doing is walking and lifting heavy but i'm eating more and and generally speaking the first 3 weeks the scale was going down that last week i was trending up by like a pound so really from the time i started my first week and then ended my last week number i was at exactly the same weight and but in between then you know definitely skewed down and so for me in this 5th week to see that Number one, I feel a difference. I feel not to be TMI, but I'm going to be TMI. I feel that all of this extra fiber is making a difference. There's a lot more house cleaning that's going on in my body every day. That's making a difference, people. You need fiber. Um, and I've just begun, I've just begun. I just got that fiber supplement that she recommended. Um, so we're adding, you know, an extra seven grams of fiber every morning in our coffee or in our shake. Um, it's all good. And when I weighed myself this morning and I was down a pound, my first thought was, okay, that's cool. But really, I'm just going to look at all of this data. Like I can't wait to see where I'm at after four weeks because I'm not hinging my hat on today. I'm not, I don't. I no longer have that emotional tie to, I'm down a pound and a half. I can't let it go back up because I know it will. I know it'll go up. I know it'll go down. I know it'll go up. It'll go down. It'll stay the same for a few days. I know this even historically about myself because when I've been in periods of tracking, I I still have the spreadsheets from 2011, from 2015. And it shows that when I lose weight, I creep. That scale creeps down for me. I'm not that girl who's like, oh, I'm 150 pounds. And two weeks later, I'm 145 pounds. And two weeks later, I'm 141. I'm not that girl. I'm the girl that's like 141, 138.9, 138.7, 138.7, 138.7, 138.9, 140, 141, 138.7. Yeah, I mean like that's how my weight loss goes. So, the more that you can remove that emotional obstacle that can destroy you, the better. And the more that you become best friends with data, I think too this is something that's that's just striking me now. Like the more you become best friends with data with measuring yourself with tracking, it almost becomes so fascinating and intriguing to see what happens like, Hey, look what happens when I really, really pay attention. And like when I ordered my sushi and I made sure I, I got rid of that extra rice because it makes me feel really bloated, but also it it keeps my carbs a little bit too high and make sure I got the right amount of protein. And, and, and I ate all my protein. Like I'm feeling leaner every day. You just start to be more bought in. The whole thing you don't have that feeling of, and ladies, how many of you have had this feeling where you're like, I don't, nothing works anyway, so why am I even bothering? Guess what? It is working. Um, and the more you track, the more you start to see, like, this is happening, something's happening. You are bought in, that's when you start to get that mindset that I also talked about in my one of my recent episodes about when you're going about your day and you're like, This is working, all of this stuff is working. And, and you just have an attitude of belief and expectation versus doubt and fear and worry. And why am I even doing this? It's completely, it is a whole different world and it's a world you want to be in. And I just want to drive this point home to you ladies. This is why you weigh. This is why you measure. Now, full caveat, there are people out there who have disordered eating. There are people out there where it could be completely not a great idea because it could encourage um again disordered eating, bad habits. If you know that about yourself, then you don't need to listen to this episode and be weighing yourself every day. This is for the rest of us who potentially have started and stopped, started and stopped, started and stopped, felt like we're stabbing in the dark, felt like nothing works for us, you know, avoided looking at the things we don't want to look at. Let data become your best friend. It will change your life. I promise you. So I want to hear from all of you. I, I love, it's really the best feeling ever. And this has been something that's been happening a lot recently. And I just freaking love it. When you guys ping me on Instagram or, or Facebook, ping me on Instagram. I'm hardly ever on Facebook. I hate Facebook. Um, but When you guys reach out and say, oh my God, I listened to this podcast yesterday and I thought I was the only one that felt this way. And now I know, like, I love that. I love knowing that me sharing my ups and downs and struggles and aha moments and lessons learned is helping you. So please let me know. And if this message resonated with you and you think it will help some of your friends, please pass it on. Tell your friends how amazing Kelly Alexa and the Kelly O Show is and tell them that they should subscribe and write us a five-star review you know how, the, how that drill goes. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next time on The Galileo Show.